And are you ready for the Word today? Do you have your Bible? No, if you don't, we'll talk to you. No, we'll buy you a Bible. We'll buy you, I will buy you a Bible. I will buy you a Katie Haldane trash your Bible. If you don't have a Bible, come and see me and I'm gonna buy you a Bible. Cause everybody needs a Bible. Cause the Bible is not Harry Potter. It's not another nice book. I mean, it's a nice book. I mean, Jesus is nice. Who thinks Jesus is nice? I mean, I'm sure He's a nice guy, but Jesus is way more than just nice. Jesus is powerful. It says that in the beginning was the Word and the Word was with God and the Word was God and everything that was made was made by the Word. Hello. Jesus is the Word. The Word is at your fingertips every day of your life. And that's why you need a Bible. I'll buy you a Bible because I want you to have have the Bible at your fingertips every day. This is truth. And this truth is above every other truth. Every other truth is a mere reflection or attempt to be like this, but there is only one real truth. There is only one real way. There is only one way to be saved, to be set free. This is the truth. God is not the universe and the universe is not God. God is not Muhammad, God is not Buddha. God is distinct. He is Jesus. And Jesus is the Word. And this is why you need the Word. If you've ever felt confused, I'm sorry, I'm feeling quite passionate this morning and I'm already out of the blocks yelling in the first two minutes, but I feel like telling you that this Word is not just another book. This Word is truth. And I'm gonna stand on the chair and let you know, this book will set you free. This is the truth. This is the truth. There is no other truth. If you're feeling confused today, get the truth. If you're feeling foggy today, you need the truth. If you're lacking clarity today, you need the truth. The truth will set you free so you can see clearly. This book is what we build our lives on. We don't build our lives on the sand, we build our lives on the rock. That is Jesus Christ. And this book is our access to the rock. If you just open it up and you read it every day and you just look at it, I'm sorry if I'm spitting on you guys, but God bless you. Just receive the spit today. I believe it's anointed. And so you just, you just open it up and you read it. Even just one minute. One minute is better than a thousand minutes on Netflix. One minute in here is better than a thousand conversations talking to your girlfriends about, I don't know what to do and I don't know about you. All you need is one minute in the Word and it'll transform your perspective. It'll bring purpose back into your life. It'll set you on fire. It's like a fire shut up in my bones. I can't help but preach the Word. You need the Word. So do you have your Word today? Get your Bible out in Jesus' Name. I heard a wise man once say that the Bible stands for basic instructions before leaving earth. You can take that home and keep it. I'm not sure about it, but I think it's nice and cute. So Bible, Christ in me, Christ in me. 
is the hope of glory. If you need hope, you don't need to know about Christ. Because do you know that a lot of people know about God? But that doesn't mean they know God. You can be a Christian church-going person who knows all about God. You can quote 27 Scriptures in two seconds. You can talk about everything religious, but still not know God and not be free because it's not Christ around me and it's not Christ in my friend. It's Christ in me that is the hope of glory. Therefore, I need this Word in me. I'm just going to keep preaching like this. This is not even the message, but I'm going to go there anyway. Because one time Jesus was led by God into the wilderness. And it says, to be tempted. (laughs) What? God led Jesus into the wilderness a place where there is no milk and honey, hello, where there is no manna. He took him into the wilderness to be tempted, to be tested. Because sometimes we need a bit of heat to bring out the gold that is within us. This was prior to Jesus' full ministry. This was before He started. But before He started, He needed to get the gold that was already in Him out. And so God took Him to the wilderness to be tested. But you know what came out of Him? You know what came out of Jesus? The Word. The Word. (laughs) When asked, when tempted, what came out of Him? The Word. Because He is the Word. And when you get the Word in you, it'll just come out of you. When anxiety knocks on your door. When worry knocks on your door. Get the Word in you and when you face it, you know what will come out of you? The Word. And the Word is sharper than a double-edged sword. It'll cut to pieces every plan and work of the enemy. It'll fight your enemies for you. Stop trying to tell the devil to go away. Just say this. Ready? Just say this. Are you ready? Just say, it is written. That's that's what Jesus said. Jesus didn't try and argue with the devil, try and convince him otherwise. He just said, hey, shut up. It is written. Anxiety knocks on your door. You can look at anxiety, you can laugh. Ha, shut up. It is written. Philippians 4, 6-7. Be anxious for nothing but in everything by prayer and supplication. Let your requests be known to God and the peace of God which surpasses all understanding will guard your heart and mind through Christ Jesus. I gotta tell you, you need the Word in you, in you and watch it flow through you. Amen. Are you ready for the actual message today? Come on, we don't golf clap around here. We're not at the cricket. Come on, if you're gonna clap, clap like you mean it. Make your hands bleed if you have to. But get excited. God's alive. You're here. And He wants to speak to you this morning. We're gonna turn to the book of Matthew 25, 1 to 13. We're going to read about a parable of the 10 virgins. I'm going to explain to you. We've been looking at stories of life, looking at stories that Jesus was telling people back in the day. The amazing thing about it is those stories are still relevant to this day. We can actually grab a hold of these stories because they have truth in them. The hearer is the one who is humble to hear. And truth speaks on a frequency. Truth has a frequency. 
Truth has a frequency. You'll miss the frequency if you're not in tune to the truth. How do you get in tune to the truth? Humility. Humble hearts tune in to the truth. And that's why Jesus told stories because He wanted to unlock the the humble people so they could hear the frequency of the truth. Matthew 25, 1 to 13, it says this. At that time, the kingdom of heaven will be like 10 virgins who took their lamps and went out to meet the bridegroom. 10 virgins symbolising people who have set their lives apart for God, who took their lamps, lamp being my profession of faith, my profession of faith, my faith in Jesus. They took that. They went to meet Him. Five of them were foolish. Hello, don't act a fool. And the five, there were five that were wise. There was five foolish, five wise. Then it says, the foolish ones took their lamps, but did not take any oil with them. Did not take any oil with them. They had their lamp, but they did not take any oil with them. The wise ones, however, took oil in jars along with their lamps. Took oils in jars along with their lamps. The bridegroom was a long time in coming and they all became drowsy and fell asleep. Who knows that God is on His own clock? God's time frame is not our time frame. His ways are higher than our ways. At midnight, the cry rang out, Here's the bridegroom! Come out to meet Him! Then all the virgins woke. Some of you need to get woke. You know, they were woke up and trimmed. Reference culture. The lamps, the foolish ones said to the wise, give us some of your oil. Our lamps are going out. Listen to this. Because I was taught in Sunday Bible school that sharing is caring. But they say, no, no, get your own oil. They said, no, there may not be enough for both us and you. Instead, go to those who sell oil and buy some for yourself. Because there are some things in God that only you can get for yourself. You can't borrow them. You can't take them from somebody else. You need your own faith. You need your own encounter with the Holy Spirit. You need your own prayer life. You need your own word life. You can't copycat someone else's experience of God. You need your own. Podcasts are good, but don't let podcasts be the only way you connect with God. Don't, don't let someone else's preaching be the only way that you draw near to God. You need to know how to eat yourself. If you wanna be a strong Christian, you need to know how to get up, make your own meal sometimes. You don't need to be spoon fed all day. You need to get up and go, hey, I'm gonna eat myself. And so these women, these they said, no, get your own oil. But while they were on their way to buy the oil, the bridegroom arrived. The virgins who were ready, everyone say ready. Come on, say it like you're ready. Say ready. Went in with Him to the wedding banquet and the door was shut. Later the others also came. Lord, Lord, they said upon the door, open the door for us. But He replied, truly I tell you, I don't know you. I don't know you. Therefore, keep watch because you do not know the day or the hour. Lord Jesus, we thank You for Your Word. In these few moments, we pray, Lord, let it come alive in us. Let it be like a light in us. Lord, let Your truth shine as it is 
made to do, Lord God. Let it shine into the darkness, Lord. Let it shine into the worry, into the stress, into the doubt, into the pressure, Lord God. Let it shine today in us, in Jesus' Name. They all said, Amen. Come on, can you thank Paulus? Do an incredible job, you may leave. Be gone, okay. Verse three, verse three of this Scripture, it says, The foolish ones took their lamps, but did not take any oil. They did not take any oil. So they had the appearance, but not the substance. They had the look, they had what they needed on the outside, but they didn't have the store of substance that makes the lamp lit. Another cultural reference, lit, get lit. Some of us need to get lit because oil helps the light shine. Oil, oil keeps the flame burning. If you've ever felt burnt out, it's not so much because of other situational things. It's often because we don't have enough oil on the wick. And when the oil runs out, the wick starts to burn. But the thing about it is the wick was never meant to burn. It's the oil that's meant to burn. The wick is not meant to burn. The wick is meant to stay clean and clear the whole time. That's why you need oil because the oil is what is meant to burn. And so they had enough oil for the moment, but they didn't have enough oil for the distance. And the Holy Spirit is oil. Your profession of faith is your lamp. But that lamp without oil will eventually die out. And so they had jars of oil, jars of oil, a vessel of oil. What does a vessel represent? It represents you and my heart. Bad English. I don't know what I just said then. It represents our heart. Our heart is a vessel. And so these people had the appearance but not the substance The Spirit of God is the substance. There's a substance about God. Religion has the look, but not the substance. Religion has the the appearance, but not the substance. You ever ever heard this saying, you know, all the gear, but no idea? You ever heard that? You know, people come to like soccer, and I would meet these friends of mine and I'd have some, you know, old busted up soccer boots and some shin pads that were a hand-me-down from my cousin and some holes in my shorts and my socks were, you know, too big. They were up to my neck. And I, I, I just, I didn't really have the gear. But then I would have friends who would come in with all the gear. Brand new Nikes, brand new whatever. They have the headbands, like who wears headbands? <laughs> and they had all the gear. But the, the real substance was not what you were wearing, it's actually seen on the field. It's, it's, we don't really know what this represents until we get out on the field. Appearance but no substance. You ever, you ever cooked a barbecue, anybody? Yeah. Come on, man, let's go. You ever cooked a barbecue? How bad is when you cook a barbecue and you didn't check the gas And you've got a cold piece of meat oiled up on the barbecue, but no gas. That piece of steak, as beautiful as it looks, as good as it could be, it's not going to cook unless there's gas so that the flame can be lit. I, I, I remember in my life, I've had many of these funny moments 
But I remember one time I was driving a dirt bike. Anyone like dirt biking? I do. I was dirt biking. And uh, this was way back in the day and I had a little dirt bike. And I was riding with my friends and we were in the outback, you know, and we were, we were just going through all these tracks. And then at one point, my bike broke down. It stopped. It just stopped working. And so I got off the bike and I'm like, guys, help, you know, my bike's not working. So I'm pulling it apart and I'm looking at this and I'm checking it twice and sounding like Santa and I'm doing, I'm doing this and that and looking at the wheels and I'm getting under it. I'm like, what is wrong with this thing? Why isn't it working? I'm checking it and I get my friends, we're all gathered around. I call my dad, hello. And I'm like, dad, I don't know why my bike's not working. I checked everything to find out that the stupid thing didn't have any petrol in it. It was running on fumes. Petrol makes it go. The engine of your Christian experience is the power of the Holy Spirit. We need not just an appearance, we need the substance. My prayer is that when people walk into this place, it doesn't just have the appearance, but there's substance that you can feel the life-giving breath of God every single Sunday. That when you go to Connect Group, there's substance. Substance. I wrote this little rhyme because I wish I was a rapper, but I'm way too white. A car without an engine won't drive. A kite without wind won't glide. A bird without wings can't fly. And a Christian without the Holy Spirit won't survive. You need that jar of oil. You need it to stay lit. I don't want my flame to go out. I want to stay lit till I'm 120. In Jesus' Name, I'm going to make it. I'm going to make it lit my whole life. So here we go. Yeah, come on, if we're going to clap. Don't do this. Clap, come on. Have fun. I like it. Okay, the oil. Three quick thoughts. You ready? Write this down. Write this down. The oil brings power. 1 Corinthians 4.20 says, For the kingdom of God is not a matter of just talk, but of power. And that's why we have a night of power tonight. And if you want to come and experience the power of God, I'm going to tell you about it, but there's nothing like experiencing it. There's nothing like being on the altar and just soaking in the power of the Holy Spirit. Come tonight. And we're going to spend the whole time. It's, going to, it's not going to be preaching. It's not going to be longer preaching. It's going to be longer lingering in Jesus' Name, in the power of the Holy Spirit. The Kingdom is not just a matter of talk, but of power. It's a thing of substance. The, the, the oil in your life gives you the power to overcome. There's some things that you're trying to overcome, but you're doing it without the oil. You're doing it without the power. This is, listen to me, listen to me guys. Guys, this is not meant to be some white knuckled striving experience where you're trying to ooh your way through life. There is a power that comes alongside you. The Holy Spirit is the helper. He will help you with addiction. He will help you with whatever you're facing. He will help you, He will, he will convict you because sometimes we can think, well, I don't, I don't know. What do you think? Truth can seem very relative. When actuality, truth is objective because truth is from the Word and the Word is Christ. 
But how do I know? That Word, you don't have to know everything, but if you have the Word of God in your life and the Holy Spirit, He will convict you. Conviction is not condemnation. Conviction is like a little friend just saying, hey, let's change that. Hey, and if we are open to the Holy Spirit, He will convict us in how we should live morally, what we should do with our finances, with ethical living, you can actually have the Holy Spirit to guide you. In decision-making, in wisdom, you can actually have the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit is a counsellor. He will counsel you. He will help you. It gives you power to overcome. Second thing about the oils, the oil makes us ready. Makes us ready. Write it down. Makes us ready. The virgins that did not have oil were not ready. They were not ready. And it's important that we are ready in every season. Every season of life, good, bad, beautiful, hard, ready. Ready every single day. How do you live ready? You live ready by being filled with the Holy Spirit. Galatians 5, 22 to 23 says, But the fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, for patience, forbearance, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness and self-control against such things there is no law. Okay, so the Holy Spirit is the prime product and the fruit of the Spirit, the behaviour of the Spirit is the byproduct. Make sense? So when I draw near to the Holy Spirit, when I live with the Holy Spirit, the fruit of the Holy Spirit starts to be formed in my life. It doesn't say fruits, it says fruit, fruit, holistic. When you get the fruit of the Holy Spirit in your life, He will shape the way you think. If you need patience, get filled with the Holy Spirit. If you need gentleness, get filled with the Holy Spirit. If you need some more self-control, you're having struggle with self-control, being able to say no to temptation or no to this and that, you need the Holy Spirit. You don't need another five-point sermon and three poems to get you through it. You need the Holy Spirit. He will help you, the, the fruit of the Spirit. Third thing the oil does that I'm aware of is the oil makes us a witness. Acts 1 verse 8 says, But you will receive power when the Holy Spirit falls upon you, and you will be my witnesses in Jerusalem and in all Judea and Samaria and to the ends of the earth. The Holy Spirit makes you a witness. We have our Christmas spectacular coming up, and this is a perfect time to be a witness. It's, it's time to be a witness. Together, we're going to be a witness to our community that God is full of life, that God is loving, that God is kind, that God is real. So together, we're going to be a witness. And I'd love you to be thinking, who can I invite? Who can I say, hey, come sit with me, come serve with me. Come sit with me, come serve with me. Maybe, maybe you're going to be involved in helping us create the experience. Well, you could still bring someone with you and say, hey, come sit with me or come serve with me. God wants your life to be a witness. I remember I was running a connect group with a bunch of, bunch of young guys and they were awesome. They were punks. And one of them who was in that connect group was Mitch McDonough. And he brought his friend, Jack Bustle, to connect group. And Jack, he, he grew up in a really tough family life and 
Jack's mum, she was kind of, you know, like beautiful, but a little bit off with the fairies, okay? So she, she, was, she was in another world, you know? And so she was quite open to spiritual things. And I remember the first time I met her, Jack had just been a connect group and we finished connect group. And then we came up and Carol comes up to me and she's like, hi! <laughs> and I was like, whoa! I was talking to her. We just had this, I don't even know what I said. In fact, I didn't say anything spiritual. I just said, hi, Carol, calm down. <laughs> I just said, hi. And so we're, we're talking and then she leaves and Jack leaves. And then the next weekend, Carol comes to church. She just rocks up in church. And she was hard to miss because she was like, whoa! <laughs> and she, she was in the building. And then she Gave her life to Jesus right then. She had never been in a church before and she had never known of Jesus Christ as Saviour. She came along. Gave her life to Jesus. I think in the last six years that she's been in church, she would have brought over 100 people to church over six years. She would have brought, she would have somebody with her come sit with me every single week. God has used her in an incredible way. And she came and told me this one thing. As the keys come to tell me to finish, like the Grammys. She says this to me. She says, do you remember the first time I met you? I said, no. Sorry. Don't take it personally, but no. She goes, well, that day where I came and picked Jack up from Connect Group and I met you, something in me leapt. So something, something in me came alive and I saw Jesus in you. So I saw Jesus in you. I'd never seen Jesus before. But when you came over, I saw Jesus in you. I was not even trying to lead her to Christ. I was not trying to do anything. Pastor Mick said it was my hair. So she did see Jesus. She saw Catholic Jesus on a Monday in His habitat. And we're talking and I'm like, wow. And she said, from then I went to the beach and I, I said, Jesus. And that was all. <laughs> She went to the wind and the waves and she just cried out, Jesus! And she said, in that moment, I felt a spirit. And she said, I've felt a lot of spirits. I've felt the whole gamut of spirits, but I'd never felt this spirit because it was the Holy Spirit. She had an encounter with the grace and the truth that comes through the Holy Spirit. And in that moment, she gave her life to Jesus. She'd been serving God ever since. 